Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to a bonus episode uh, of The Instance. This is The Instance, of course, but we're doing something a little bit special today. I'm Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by an old friend of mine. You probably heard her name before because she's been known in the podcasting circles in and around uh, Blizzard stuff and currently does some professional Blizzard stuff. We'll get into all that here in a second. Welcome to the program, Jules Scott. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Scott. I I can't actually believe I'm sitting here right now because... Yeah. If you'd asked me last week if that would have been the case, I would have been like, what? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, well, and that's that's actually something I want to kind of get into because I've known you long enough that I think I just kind of took for granted that, hey, Jules is in the community and anytime I want to, I can reach out and talk to her and I can check in with her, see how she's doing. She can check in with me, see how I'm doing and share ideas, talk this, that and the other, whatever. But um, I don't know. I think I take you for granted. I think I, I, think I had a, <laughs> a, a an amazing voice in an amazing friend who... Probably over the years could have added more around here had I had her on more. And um, so this feels like a long time coming and I'm and I'm really glad you could take the time. Thank you for that. Um, do we want to talk about why this all well, happened? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people may people may, you know, assume a lot. But well, so here's the here's here's the short and skinny. Um, you know, it's now been a week. I think it was last Tuesday evening that the Blizzard lawsuit dropped. And um that's at least when I first heard about it. I was in the middle of a game stream, actually, and, a, and a, somebody in the stream told me. And I thought nothing of it at first because I'm like, oh, another Blizz Chung or another, what you know, some dumb thing. No one likes 9.1 or whatever. Uh, no, 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 no. It was not that. It was something much, much, much more serious. And, um, you know, if you heard our previous episode of The Instance, you have heard me lay out all the ways I did that. All of that has made me feel. And I and, and much of that really hasn't changed. I'm still very angry, super sad and disappointed and a million other feelings. And I've communicated with a bunch of you offline uh, since that episode. I want to thank you guys for reaching out, sharing your thoughts and feelings. In particular, the women in the in the uh, the listenership who have piped up and let me know where I'm uh, where they think I'm getting it right and where they think I might be getting it wrong and helping me understand more about your perspective in all of this and in situations like this, which are certainly not limited to this lawsuit or even this industry. Um, but from a, you know, to give just a little genesis about why Jules is here today, by the way, I was like saying your name because we're like, what do you call that? When, when a word folds into itself on the, the both ends are the same. Um, well, anyway, so if I go Scott Johnson, Jules Scott, it's like a perfect loop. Oh, geez, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Yeah, I've always I've always liked that for some reason. Uh, But anyway, the reason that Jules is here is Jules, I think, uh, did a did an amazing thing the other day. And um, without getting into tons of detail, basically, you know, you had heard that we had done an episode on the instance and it was going to be the one where we are first having any kind of response to the to the situation with the lawsuit and these issues in general. And long story short, Jules contacted me uh, like we often do through a Twitter DM and and she told me that she thought maybe I had done that wrong. And 
I have come around to the idea that I think she's probably right. Now, it doesn't mean that John or I had, you know, bad ideas, bad thoughts, bad comments. That's not the point. Uh, the point is that we had zero female representation that day. And um, that's bad. It's not great. It's not great. It's not a great look. It also, uh, it also kind of made me realize that I've t- taken this so personally, this whole mess so personally, that it's, it's become or had become harder to see the other viewpoints as clearly as I think I needed to. And I don't mean that they were discounted or that I didn't think they were important. Obviously they are. And, and the victims themselves are absolutely the most important in all of this. But, but I, I got so wound up and man, I've been doing this for 15 years. These guys are supposed to be a certain thing and they are not. I can't believe they did this. And at the end of the day, it just came down to uh cis white male Johnson, uh, you know, venting pretty hard and 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 honestly but doing it almost separate from where the real problem is and uh i don't think that's a great thing and i'm not proud that i didn't have the forethought to maybe i don't know involve a female voice like jules or anyone else i I know so many great women in this space just in this community that would have had wonderful takes would have been the perfect people to have on that day um but I also think I was feeling very reactive and not very, I don't know. I wasn't taking a lot of time for anything. It was more like, I just, I just wanted to put them on blast. I was so angry and I'm still mad, mm-hmm. still angry. That hasn't changed. And I still, they're still kind of on permanent blast and maybe even worse because over the last few days, I'm talking to women who are still at blizzard, uh, privately about their experiences. I'm talking to, old friends who don't work there anymore, friends that still work there now, all these different perspectives. I'm still very angry and the blast is still on. <laughs> I still, I, it doesn't make me any less mad, but the show was missing something. And it turns out the show may have been missing something for a long time. And that is this perspective. So, um, Jules, I'm glad that you, A, reached out to me and, um, B, can, uh, you know, consider being on here with me. I will. <laughs> it's my, it's my pleasure, honestly. I mean, I I saw the information that you had posted that you had done an episode with John. And um, I don't know. I just, it, as a podcaster myself for so many years, I was just like, oh, this is what happens all of the time. It's, it's two men talking <laughs> about yeah. a situation that really um, could involve a, a female voice. And so, I don't know, I got a little hot under the collar, but... I- <laughs> I, I sent the message. I sent a reply to the instance account and I said, I wish that there was a woman, a female voice on the panel because we have so many stories. All of us have stories. Most of us have multiple stories of treatment that is extremely similar to the women who have gone through mm-hmm. um, what what's happened. Right. Um, and that to me, um, you know, and we got into a, a really good conversation and then I needed to leave because I was going to now run a, a tournament for Heroes of the Storm yeah. on that day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like imagine me getting all defensive when you are about to not only share this stuff with me, which takes, you know, there's we're friends, but still it takes courage to tell your friends the truth, you know, to really hold them to account. And I, and I admire that courage. But you're going to go from that, which is already hard to do. To saying, I've got to go. I have to go run this tournament, which is massively hard to do. And you're also doing it under the umbrella of 
this is a job and I'm still doing things. They happen to be Blizzard related. I have to get the job done. I'm a professional. I'm going to get this done. You got to go face this hard thing with this cloud hanging over you. And I, that's when it hit me. (laughs) That's when it hit me. I went, oh, okay. Naive, dumb boy. Uh, (laughs) Like really, honestly, I don't really think of these things. Like part, part of this problem is like, here's an example. Had, um, when I was planning on doing last week's episode, had I just stopped for a minute and thought about it, I would have said, all right, who do I know in this community that has been through similar stuff, uh, or at least could speak to it in a a very personal way. And your name should have come up in that because I know this of you. I know that you've gone through some real stuff, including right here in the podcast space. Yeah. And it didn't. That didn't happen. So it's not like I didn't have access, right? Like part of me was like, well, who am I supposed to ask? I don't know who know. What I mean, I can't ask someone at Blizzard. They're in the middle of a, of a law thing. And I can't, you know, I don't want to assume anybody and don't want to freak anyone out. You know, I'm like, I can have all those excuses. But I knew people. I know you. And I know a handful of others. And I just had it in my head that everyone's doing great. That this problem isn't a problem because I never see it. Because I just don't see, well, you know, I knew it was a problem, but, but like within my own community, I, we just don't, you know, I don't think of these things when I, when I worked nine to five jobs, um, these sorts of things would come up, but it was always somebody else. Somebody else mm-hmm. was doing it or somebody else had it done to them, but it was always me off in the corner going, man, what's wrong with people anyway? I keep working everybody. Like it, it was just never in my, again, white guy, <laughs> limited experience. Uh, it just it never came up. And now the realization that it's not just okay. It's not enough to be just somebody who isn't that guy. Okay. Right. And I'm glad I'm not that guy. Happy to not be that guy. Never want to be that guy. Okay. That's great. But it's not enough anymore to just not be that guy. I, there's got to be this other proactive part of me. And, yes. and I've decided to take that really seriously because It'd be one thing if it was just Jules or be one thing if it was some other friends. But I've had multiple people say, look, you just need to, you know, look at these perspectives. Look at it from this way. And don't don't use platitudes like, well, as a father of two daughters and, you know, these kinds of things like really mm-hmm. get down in the dirt. Um, it's it's helped me a lot in the last few days. I don't want to make this whole thing about, hey, how Scott had a nice turnaround in the last few days. But but I really feel like I, I learned something. It was a bit of a hard lesson, and I'm grateful to friends like you for willing, being willing to, you know, to call me on it because, yeah. you know, it's not, a, I, again, it's, it's, it's so easy for me to be mad and rage at Blizzard or anyone else who perpetrates this sort of stuff. It's a whole other thing to be part of actionable solutions. And that's well, I need I to go. at least commend you for um, coming on the show and having me here and talking about the process because what you are doing right now is you are actively demonstrating the process for other men who aren't doing this. Mm. To me, that is so important. And and it's um, one of the things that, and the the points that I wanted to make to you when I spoke to you about this was um, at this point, we've been talking about this for years and telling our stories for years, but it's not happening. It's nothing's changing. And so We've reached that point right now where it is so important now to actionably demonstrate the behavior to people and show them and lead by example. And you're doing that 
at this particular moment having me on the show because I mean, I, I, this is going to sound like a call out and I'm not trying to make it sound that way, but how many women have been on the instance in the many years that you've done this? Always show? guests, never permanent hosts. Um, right. And even then, how regular are they? I mean, you'd know the answer to this because you're one of them, like not nearly enough. Uh, there are, there are people in our community that I love, admire and thinks very highly of, but have I ever, have I ever made any kind of attempt to say, boy, this is a real dude fest over here. I think maybe we should get a, you know, a woman's perspective, even if it's, even if we're just talking about the game itself, like maybe that right. would be a beneficial thing. No, <laughs> I haven't. And I haven't actively avoided it, but I've really thought hard about this. And so I'm glad you brought it up. I'm going to tell you a little bit of why I, this is a, this is my current working theory as to what, what went wrong there, what, why that yeah. is. Um, my experience is, uh, you know, this used to be something I'd really tout cause I'm proud of it. I usually, for the most part, very few exceptions, the people I end up working with end up being really great people, like just good right. people, uh, reliable, honest, hardworking, all, all the, all, you know, whatever great character trait you can think of. Typically this, that's the people I tend to work with. It's not perfect, but for the most part. And, um, usually it's an instinct thing. And that instinct is usually like, oh, I've had these dealings with them. That makes me think they could be on a show with me. And I think it should be about this. So I'm going to start a movie about or a thing about movies. And I know exactly who I want to ask because I've had these interactions with them and it's about movies and stuff. And I think that happens because 99% of the time they'll reach out to me in some early part of this, you know, of this process, not me looking for them. I'm not always on the hunt for a new co-host, but somebody will reach to me, reach out to me and say, Hey, this and that or the other, they'll show me some kind of aptitude in some way. And I'll say, Oh man, they'd be awesome for this edit work I need to do on this thing. Or I, they'd be a perfect co-host for this other thing. And then I bring them in that way. It's hardly ever, maybe never women that do that, to do that reaching out. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, I think, I think I thought that was because they didn't want to. And I think that's a bad assumption. <laughs> I think it's a bad assumption. I'll tell you that's a bad assumption because I've always wanted to do a show with you. <laughs> I, I, you know what? And I and I believe you. And I also I would also say that I think you'd be you're you've always been a good match. Like you've got the right everything for to match with me. Like I just feel like it's a good mix. Why did I ever think of that? It isn't that I didn't think of it. I am I am under the base assumption wrongly, I believe, that me approaching women and saying, "Hey, come do this thing with me" is weird. And I don't know why I feel that way or have felt that yeah. way in the past. Um, part of it is me trying to avoid even the appearance, let alone the reality of any kind of anything. I just, I just right. don't want it in, you know, in my life in any real way. But it's made me skittish and, and maybe a little too, too much uh, that way. So it isn't like I went, oh, I'd love to ask Jules to be on a show or even make her part of the instance or something else. That'd be awesome. But I don't know. Well, if it's what if there's trouble, it's not like that. It's more of this subconscious conscious thing that happens in my head that I don't even realize I'm doing. And so combine that with, oh, well, tons of people are already reaching out to me and they're dudes. I think I just kind of lollygagged along and went, oh, hey, it'd be great on here. Come on on. Let's do it. Oh, I need a replacement. Somebody left or whatever. We had that Terpster blowout. It was like, well, Gary, you're pretty good. Let's do this. Like that's how that stuff came together and what should have happened 
I don't mean if other co-hosts hear this, I'm not saying you all should go away or that you're a problem. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. It's not what Jules is saying. But what I'm saying no. is um, in those situations, I just didn't have the mindset to stop and breathe for a minute and go, hmm, what are my options? Boy, we sure do lack diversity on this show. It'd be great to get somebody else in here that that can maybe speak to that angle, whether it's racial diversity or gender diversity or whatever it is. And I never did that. It was just more like, well, we got to make a show Friday. So get in here. Like that kind of thing. And part of that is also a podcaster thing. Yeah, it is. That is that you're not immune to that. That's a podcaster thing because um, I've thought about times when I've done shows that on topics that I should have gotten an expert guest on, but didn't and felt like I was just floundering and and that I didn't do it justice. And there's that pressure that you have about, hey, we want to do a show and we want to get it out there and we want to address the top issues that's happening right now. Um, Who can I get in here fast to get it done? And you're going to go with the people that you feel comfortable, especially when it's a topic like this one. Like, you're not just going to bring into somebody who you don't really know or feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. in a conversation. Right. so I get it. Um, you know, and when you said earlier about that feeling like that, the kind of that un- instinctual feeling of, I don't want to make this a weird thing by mm-hmm. talking to a woman, like mm-hmm. I am betting that there are so many men who are listening to this conversation right now and saying, I feel that way too. Mm-hmm. Because I, we saw this even within the last year with the entire, uh, like around this time last year with the Twitch reckoning, everything that happened with all the Twitch streamers. And, um, there were a contingent of men who were kind of making some, I don't know, I don't want to call them bad posts, but it was uninformed posts to say, well, this means I can't, this means I can't talk to any women anywhere, anywhere mm-hmm. ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, remember that. I look at that and I go, that is not what we're saying ever. Um, the, the bottom line of all of it is that I just want to be treated as equal as every other podcaster out there or tournament organizer or commissioner. Um, I just want to be treated the same regardless of my gender, regardless of anything else, except for the fact that I am the best person for the job. Yeah. And you know, you know what's funny about that? You say this and I realize it's such a weird unintended consequence because, yeah, because you're right. Everything you just said is right. And in my mind, you you are you have always been that thing that you just described. You are that person, and would have been perfect for any of this stuff we've ever done—a brown blizzard or otherwise. So why? Yeah. Why, why was my name never? There? Why is your name not in the hat? And the only—and this is not an excuse at, by any stretch, because this is what I'm trying to grapple with—is these yeah. these things I used to think. Well, well, that's just how it is. That's a bad. That's bad. It's a bad take. Um. The, the that feeling that well it'll be weird or I don't know if she'd want to so I don't know if I'll ask her like honestly this was that's what it always came down to it was never like um oh, how do I explain this without sounds sounding dumb like like again a lot of it's subconscious but for me to reach out and say hey we got a we got a rollover on the instance and and I think somebody like Jewel should come join the show and I'm going to ask her that for some reason sounds scary, intimidating to me, not because you're a woman, yeah. not because I don't think you're good enough. You're absolutely good enough. hundred percent better than, um, it's because I feel like it, what it's not my 
place. It's hard to explain. Like, I don't know I why this is even, from. I don't even know why this is in us. Like, I, this is what I've been grappling with over the weekend is I don't know why we feel this way about this. And, and I it's know because you know, of tokenism. Um, so, yeah. You feel like, and I'm putting words in your mouth, so please stop me if I'm incorrect, but you feel like you will be labeled as a, I'm going to get a token female onto this broadcast to, to, to solidify my point instead, or I'm going to be accused of white knighting, or I'm going to be accused of, um, just kind of doing it for the sake of show. I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that's true, except I think it's even, it's, it's subliminal because what you're saying is I think is actually the things that would, that would jumble me up or get me, you know, it it would cause me pause, but because the environment is so dude friendly, I didn't have to think very hard because all I had to do was fall back to the easy and the fall back to the easy was just immediately like, Oh, well, I, I know him. He can come on like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. And then, and the system is already set up where everyone's not even going to blink at that, except for some right. women who don't feel empowered to tell me that because we don't let them feel empowered to tell us that. So it's yeah. this circle where good actors, I'll count myself among them, are trying to get good work done, trying to be a positive influence in the world, trying not to be part of the problem, are actually part of the machine that is the problem. And we don't even know we're doing it. So yeah. I'm not saying that I'm having an epiphany. I'm not saying that I'm woke or whatever. I hate these terms because they don't, they're not, they, they, they get used in such, uh, I hate them. I hate terms like that. Not because the terms aren't appropriate, but because they get used by people who then turn it on people. And I hate that. Right. Um, but I am having a moment of, it was just a little more work for me to get past that. Like I could have done it. I could have done it last Friday. And by the way, I'm throwing this all at Jules. You know, I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying. I'm not saying my biggest regret in the last 15 years is I didn't have Jules in everything. That's not what I mean. And I don't think you think that's what I mean. But no, but, and but, that wasn't what I was even asking of right. you. Right. <laughs> see, that's why. That's why I wanted to say that, and why it's important to yeah. make that statement because this is part of the problem. Right. I want so much to be doing the best things I can and the right things I can. And everywhere in my life, I want to be a good father. I want to be a good husband. I want to be whatever those whatever that definition is. I want to be that, and I want to leave things better than I found them. Whatever they are, people, things, places, whatever. I want to leave it better than I found it. That's my ultimate goal. I'm going to fail sometimes, but I'm going to do the best I can. Mm-hmm. It's part of the problem is that when you get into that mindset, I can only speak for me here, but I'm trying hard to do those things. That sometimes I just overdo it. I think that the way to avoid a problem for you, for example, is to not ask you to be involved. And again, it's not that much of a thought process. It's just the easy way out. It's easy for me to say, well, if I don't get all involved in this situation, whatever the situation is, then, then, I, then none of this falls back on me and I can stay in my good guy space. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? The, now, that's yeah, a great and thing. The irony a, is like, the irony is that you, as a podcaster of this specific brand and company that you've loved for so long, you have like, people will insist that you speak about it. Right. It's it's required of you to say something. Right. And so you know, and this is something that you and I talked about privately is that you feel and rightly so that you have an obligation to the people who have listened to you for so long to have that opinion and share that opinion with people. Right. Um, that is, 
that is your um, expectation and you take that very seriously because you respect your community. And that is something that is so funny when you think about the fact that, you know, you don't want to upset the people about it, but you can't not talk about it. Yeah. 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 I have that. You're right. Like I can't not talk about about it. (laughs) And I couldn't, you know, because I was... It'd be one thing if I was a jackass about this and said, well, man, I think Blizzard's got a point. I think everyone's just whining. You know, if that's what I wanted to talk about, I would still want to talk about it. The fact that I'm just completely floored by this and pissed at Blizzard and cannot believe this behavior was allowed to continue and that, you know, all these things are coming to light during a time where I thought things were going pretty good over there. Um, it's still me wanting to talk, you know, it's still me wanting to talk about it. And that tendency is hard to shake. It just would have taken a little bit of time for me to stop for a second, think about it and go, you know, I know, I know these women. I also know the stuff they've been up against and it's been my, mm-hmm. my unique position to be able to avoid it all somehow and show sympathy, you know, find you guys and go, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear about this. Is there anything I can do? No, not really. Okay. Well, let me know. And I mean it when I do that, mm-hmm. but did I really do anything? <laughs> you know, did I really help at all? Did I push the needle any further into a positive direction? And the answer is no, I didn't. And I don't want to be that anymore. I don't want to be the, the, I'm not, I was already, I already hate platitudes. Somebody says mm-hmm. thoughts and prayers. I want to kick them in the groin. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like I hate that stuff and I don't want to do yeah. stuff that's even close to it myself. And, but, but you do, the inaction is an action. Right. So. So. All right. So we've danced a little bit around the edges of it and we don't want to get into too many specifics. Again, you know, you're you've got a job right now that is really awesome and 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 a really cool thing. And we trust me, we went you heard it. We went real deep on the actual details of the suit and what's going on Mm -hmm. around that thing. The only thing I would want to mention here um, in light of this is I think a couple of positive things and a couple of negative things. The negative things are. um the company kind of doubled down and put out some really horrible, well, I think horrible statements. I'll, I'll speak for me um, that did not help their case and just made this all worse. But the positive spin on that or the, the thing that I'm seeing change is we're seeing a massive effort by the employees themselves uh, victimized or otherwise uh, banding together and, seeing if, if, it, if they can't force change from, in, from inside. And I see that as a really positive moment because I don't know how else it gets done. Um, the company doesn't care what I think. They don't care what most people on the outside think at all. Mm-hmm. They care about bottom lines. And bottom lines change when your very workforce stops, basically stops working. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just want to catch people up a little bit. That's going on. That's all a thing that's happening right now bringing it back around to how this is systemic in there, in the industry itself, in other industries, in humankind's, uh, you know, existence, we have some disparity and that disparity, while all of this sunlight is good for it. I really believe that, um, we can't just sit and sit and enjoy the sunlight that's on it. We have to keep, you know, we got to keep moving and maybe even get a little sunburn if we have to, but we got to do it. I'll stop with the analogies, but it felt like a good one to make. (laughs) It was a good one. So, Jules, I just wanted to touch on you were um, you've mentioned a number of times, and those who remember Torn Think Tank and some of your other 
uh, podcast uh, work that you did uh, in and around the WoW community and so on will remember that there was uh, you went through some stuff and I don't want to speak for you and I don't know how much of yeah. you want to tell, um, but I'd like to get, at least give you an opportunity because I feel like this is one of those examples and others who hear this may remember the story, but not really know what happened. They'll be like me where I was feeling all kinds of like, Oh, she's like a sister. I wish she wasn't going through this. What can I do to help? I guess not much anyway, back to the regular. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to try to rectify that by maybe let's hear these details uh, and also, you know, reflect on the idea that this isn't just an internal company thing or just a thing that happens in businesses or the workplace. Sometimes it happens when we're just trying to make cool stuff. And um, yeah. anyway, so I've, I've explained it enough. Tell, tell us what happened. <laughs> well, a little history um, for those who've never met me before. Um, I got started in podcasting in 2012 with my first podcast called Torrent Think Tank, which was an advice show for first World of Warcraft gamers and then kind of expanded to just general gaming. Um, and that show lasted for 300 episodes. Uh, it was the flagship thing that I created and very proud of. Um, currently today, I am the commissioner of the Heroes Community Clash League, which is running a professional Heroes of the Storm League for my company called Wisdom. Um, so that's just like a quick background of who I am and what I do. Sure. Um, Torrent Think Tank. There's a lot more uh, there, by the way. She has she is one one of the coolest resumes and like just it's it's way cool. I'm just saying yeah. you're underselling yourself because you're you're. <laughs> There's way more than those two things. But anyway, go ahead. I just want yeah. people to know. <laughs> well, I've been podcasting for a long time and I've done a lot of events uh, at BlizzCon. And, um, you know, and it, it's just this stuff is pervasive around everything in gaming and culture. Um, and I've experienced things. My girlfriends have experienced things. Um, the thing is, is that you guys don't usually hear about them because there's so many reasons why. We don't feel comfortable talking about them. Um, however, I am comfortable talking about them with Scott and with you today with the hopes that people will understand that this is not just a one-off thing. It, it happens all the time at all levels and it can happen anywhere. And uh, it's just, it's horrible. Um, this podcast, Torn Think Tank, meant the world to me. It was something that I loved so much. And I ended the show... Uh, it was 20, it's the beginning of 2019. 2019 I want to yeah. say at 300 episodes. Mm -hmm. um, and last June, uh, during that whole time frame where everyone was finally paying attention to uh, people's statements about problematic and harassing Twitch streamers, um, there was a message that was sent out on Twitter from someone who accused my former co host, Mark Honan, of. Um, sexual assault. And uh, it was brought to my attention and she had a very full story explaining what happened. And um, I was starting to receive messages from other women who had seen her post and they were telling me their stories, which were so similar to his. Um, and I started to piece together what was happening and found out that since he had become part of the show, which was in 2014, he had been misrepresenting him, his marital status to women who were admiring of his of his uh, state in podcasting and his uh, role with the show, and he was telling them that he and his wife were in bad in a bad marriage that he was thinking about leaving, and 
He would coerce them to come to BlizzCon or whatever event he was going to uh, and sleep with them and then drop them. And he wasn't in a bad marriage situation or an open relationship, which he told a lot of these women. And all of them were left feeling like they had done something wrong, where he was cheating on his wife with these women. Um, I found out about eight different stories that I'd heard about. And then a couple of women had said that he attempted to do something and that they saw through it and and stopped. And the saddest part about it too is after the reckoning happened and he was accused and he left social media. I heard from a woman a few months later that he was doing the same thing again. Uh. And like he had been driven off of Twitter, like he deleted his account. He, but um, she came to me a couple months later and said that he was still at his games and yeah. doing the thing. And she tried it with him or he tried it with her. Yeah. And so for me to, to realize that I had created this opportunity and this platform for someone who was doing this to people and I had no idea was, um, devastating to say the least like i am still going through therapy for this <laughs> it's 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 it just rocks your world because you've i didn't have i had ideas about some of the things that he was he was misrepresenting himself in certain personas if anyone listened to torrent think tank you listened to a man who you thought was like a religious southern gentleman and he really perpetuated that persona to people. Um, kind, caring, hospitable. And um, there were times where he said some things to me out while we were in private where I was just like, what? Like he made a statement once to me uh, saying that he didn't feel like he could speak his truth on social media because as a white man, no one listens to what he has to say. Mm. Yeah, why do I feel like that happens a lot? <laughs> I feel like there's a little bit of death protest too much going on. And I, I just looked at I mean, I was like, I think we were on camera at the time and I looked at him and I said, did you really just say that to me? Like, <laughs> and if you have been someone who has said that in the past, let me just tell you something. Um, that is so problematic in so many ways, but it's so hurtful to the people who are in a position where our voices feel like they don't always get heard or heard at all. And it's this feeling of instead of listening and amplifying those voices, it's throwing up your hands and saying, well, I guess I don't get my privilege anymore. It's so tone deaf that I just can't even process sometimes about how that mentality is. And it's not about taking your right away to speak. It's not about putting you down and saying that you don't get a voice. It's to say that you need to listen to the voices of other people besides yours. This is exactly what I had happen over the weekend. And I don't, I don't mean to this degree and there was no digging in and me reinforcing my position and painting myself into a corner, which is what happens to a lot of people. But there was a moment of me going, all right, why are they all coming after me? I thought I was on their side versus, Oh, I don't think I know everything I think I know. And maybe the only way I do know is if I listen to these very smart, wonderful people and let them tell me and then start making judgments, decisions, whatever. Yeah. That was the moment. And I think a lot of us, and I say us, I mean men, typically, 
not, you know, I'm not, again, we're I'm making blanket statements. I know not everyone's <laughs> like, we just want, you know, I don't want emails from people saying you don't speak for me. I'm like, I'm not trying to. Okay, people, that's yeah. not what this is. But I will speak for me. Um, I think me and people like me uh, think they know what they know, <laughs> but they don't actually know. They don't know it all for sure. And in some cases, you don't know anything. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. lack of listening was could have put me in a place that A, estranged myself from people I care about, and B, would have frustrated me to death because I would have had the hardest time seeing, well, where's the problem? It, isn't, it clearly isn't me. Where's the problem? It's not me. It's yeah. these other people. And it was that moment that I went, wait a minute, this is effed. Like, what am I even doing here? Mm-hmm. So anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to yeah. interject, but it just when you said that, it made me realize... I have been to that preface or that precipice as well. And yeah. I know people that get there all the time. Could we please stop jumping over the edge? Could we please just stop at the edge a little bit, back up some, take a, a, as good evaluation as you can about what's happening around you before you put one more foot toward that edge. Yeah. So yeah. many of I life's mean, our- problems would go away if we could do that. <laughs> I think that's the, the most common misconception when it comes to people asking you to hear them that their voices are not heard. It's not that your voice is any less important than mine. It's that my voice always feels like it is uh, less important than yours all the time. And, you know, and, and this is a, the collective you as a white man, I feel like I have to work twice as hard to get to the spot where you are so that you can hear me. And that's what women feel like in most situations is that we are, just trying to be treated as equally as you are. And like, I am so lucky to work where I do now, where um, the large portion of the the management is female. Mm. Um, my In CCL, I am the commissioner and my boss is Gillyweed Gluck, oh, JC Gluck. Oh, I love her. She's awesome. And she's incredible. Yeah. And she is my boss. And on Saturday, we got to announce the next season of the show, the two of us on video explaining that. And I had, there were a number of women that were there who were uh, watching the show and saying, this just makes me so happy Mm. to see two women on screen in front of a major broadcast and having this conversation to announce the leadership of this whole process. And, but that shouldn't be, I, I, I hope this doesn't come around the wrong way or come out the wrong way. That shouldn't be notable. Right. No, I know exactly what you mean. No, you're, yes, that is kind of, you just said what I was trying to formulate and I couldn't get the words right. That is exactly it. It shouldn't be. Like, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. uh, You said something too. You said you have to work twice as hard, three times as hard, four times as hard to, to, to do it. You did it with Torn Think Tank, which means you did that three times as hard of work. Did anyone notice? No, they just knew there was a good show called Torn Think Tank. Yeah. Did they notice? How devastating it is, more so, that your dingleback, uh, you know, companion in that regard turned out to be lying about who he was this entire time and did terrible things. And now it has to reflect on this thing you built that took three or four times more work than it would for me. Like, yeah. We need to notice this. I I had people showing up in my DMs after that whole thing broke, accusing me. Accusing me. Yeah, I did nothing. That's screwed up. I did nothing. And I was being criticized by some people 
I, I, I don't even know what their issue was, but I'm like, you, you're, you're redirecting your anger towards the wrong person. And that is another issue that happens so prevalent, prevalently that I like, oh gosh, um, let me give you an example of something that happened to me when I was at BlizzCon mm. uh, a couple of years ago. And for those that don't know, I used to run a community party called uh, the, the CTR party every year. Right. Um, so I was in charge of all of that. For some in our and, community, they were, a, they were kind of an offshoot of our uh, guild. Yes. Uh, at one point, they were a part of our guild and then they they split out, started this new thing. It was all you know friendly and good, but they, mm-hmm. yeah. So just just for context, and it was a it was a pretty massive thing every year. You would You'd be in charge of quite the... Quite the get down. Yeah. And I would be running around like an insane woman just trying to get everything done. And um, but one of my major jobs and all of that is to make sure I'm greeting people and talking to people and um interacting with everyone who was there. And I was standing there and I, I was talking to somebody, a group of somebody's, I don't remember who. And this man that I barely knew came up behind me and wrapped his arms around my waist. Mm. And I flinched like jumped and i because like that is so not okay Mm, (laughs) i mean i'm in a professional setting number one i don't care this person had no romantic i didn't even barely know him Mm -hmm. and he came up behind me and wrapped his arms around my waist making me super uncomfortable with the people And, and i'm in a work setting trying to entertain my guests and i just to, I, it haunts me to, to, to this day because all I could do was laugh mm-hmm. because that's how we are conditioned to handle these kinds of things. And it is a common misconception to a lot of men when they're like, oh, she's laughing. She's fine. Yeah. But our defense mechanism and the thing that we are taught as young women and girls is to laugh so that you de- de-escalate the situation because you don't know what might happen if you fight back. The number of stories coming out of this lawsuit, both both called out in the suit, but also just ancillary stuff since then from people, uh, former and current employees there. I swear these stories all feel like this one. There's a, yes. it's not always laughter. Sometimes it's just silence. Sometimes it's just, um, don't say anything. Sometimes it's smile and, and hope everyone moves past it. So you don't have to be the, the subject of the room anymore. Yeah. Um, these are coping mechanisms that I feel like, I feel like it's weird when I see one of the, I've seen those, you know, in action, I've seen them in, in the workplace before. And I remember feeling a couple of times in like a meeting or something, this is years and years ago, but I remember feeling like, well, that was terrible what he said. And then I'd see the person laugh and I'd go, well, they don't really mean that laugh. Like this, this has made them feel bad. And then things go on and you just kind of go on. Like, yeah. It, 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 even if you don't think, oh, well, she laughed, it's fine. Even if you do see through it, oftentimes we're like, well, like maybe, maybe part of me was glad they had that defense mechanism because how awful would it be otherwise? You know, those kind of... Mm-hmm things but again i'm doing this from this comfy chair across the room where no one's going to do this to me no one's going to do that yeah. to me like no they stop i got i st- look even just standard bullying that stopped when i hit six foot no one bugged me anymore <laughs> like uh, i was i was still a you know big giant wuss with comic books and, and and nerdy demeanor but the jocks stopped because i was big as they were and i didn't really even know it but 
good for me. I, yeah, I hit a status of manhood where nobody would mess with me anymore. <laughs> How nice that must have been for me. But I didn't really and think you, of it that way, you know? You've never had someone walk up to you who you don't know, get into your personal space and tell you to smile, have you? No, no, not even yeah. once. Not even once. You've never, you've never had someone walk up behind you and uh, put their arms on your shoulders and massage your shoulders. Yeah, you? but it was a dude and I didn't like it yeah. then either. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it then either. Like... Like, no, that stuff happens to us all the time, all the time. Right. Like all the time, all the time. I see it happen all the time. Like I, I, (laughs) I've I've had to stop walking nearby my house because it's near a major road where I used to go walking because there are men who will like slam their horns and yell things. I am 47 years old. Mm -hmm. I am not, (laughs) I am not thin. I am not skinny. And I'm walking along the road and I'm being catcalled by men and I had to stop doing. I'm 47 years old. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It doesn't doesn't stop. And so – and we've been telling these stories and we've been saying these things for years. And um, the thing that happens a lot of times and the things that I have experienced is that it shouldn't have to happen to you for it to matter to you. Um, And now that this – this whole thing has come to light for things that really do matter to us and people are paying attention. I'm going to accept that, but we also need to do more than just say that it sucks. Mm -hmm. And the things that we as women need from our, from men to is to just help us help us by telling that buddy who you've just always said, boys will be boys or that's just how he is to just being a statement to say, bro, that's not okay. That's not cool. And if he questions you and says, well, you've never said anything before. What's up? What's wrong with you? I'm saying something now. It's not okay with me anymore. I noticed there was, um, you know, not to, not to bring it right back in the blizzard's backyard, but one thing that was circulating through the week was an old 2010 BlizzCon video of a Q and a panel for the wow team. And, um, a woman asked a question, uh, a reasonable one too, about, uh, why, why characters in the game have to be the female characters in the game had to be so sexualized. And this is back yeah. at a time where, you know, Sylvanas was a bikini wearing, you know, whatever. And everybody, everybody was wearing less clothes. It was just kind of that time. And, and um, a lot of that has changed to their credit, you know, just from a game's perspective. It's kind of nice to see some of that stuff get better, certainly in Western games. We're still, we have a ways mm-hmm. to go in other parts of the world, but but it's nice to see some of that stuff improving. Well, anyway, she got up and asked this question, a valid question. And three things happened that I, I really had a hard time watching this video. But Me too. The first thing that happened was a bunch of people cheered. And I'm like, yeah, all right. They, they also think this is an important issue. And then a bunch of booing. Mm-hmm. And they sounded like dudes to me. Yeah. Anyway, and then I thought, well, that's not cool, but let's see how the panel handles it. And this panel had the current uh, CEO of Blizzard, uh, then game uh, runner or part of the game's running running team, uh, J. Allen Brack. And it had Alex Afrazarabi, who was being called out in the suit for some really heinous um, stuff by name, and a few other people. And uh, their response was terrible. It was terrible. It was it was the, one of the most cringy things I've ever seen. I don't remember seeing it before. I wasn't there that year, so I didn't see it in person. But um, 
uh, it was really, really, really cringy. And uh, to the point that I, I just couldn't believe, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. And this yeah. poor girl, she looked like she, she hundred percent knew she was being disrespected, that they weren't taking her seriously. It, it just really illustrates a lot of what you're saying. And what I wanted to get to here was, um, one of the members of that team was Greg Street, Ghostcrawler Street, one of my favorite people yeah. at Blizzard. I've always really enjoyed that dude. He's a good friend, a personal friend, and a good guy. He's a really good guy. However, he and he didn't say anything at the panel. He just kind of sat there. He did what we do, which is we just sit there mm-hmm. and we don't speak up when we had an opportunity to make a difference. And he has said, the reason I'm bringing all this up is he did a big tweet thread and and I believe him um, knowing the kind of guy he is he said I the biggest mistake is I didn't speak up and, and give her a real answer and speak up against what was happening there and I won't and, I'm, and I'd never want to let that happen ever again and what it illustrated to me was and whether you know up or down on whether you believe Greg or not is up to you uh, but my takeaway from that was I do this all the time and I'm not even really noticing it like, were there times, it made me wonder, are, have there been times where we got a little jokey at Nertacular? Was, was there ever mm-hmm. like a uh, one of our game shows or something where something got weird or we treated somebody strange and, and, and everyone laughed and I grinned and just thought, oh, good, everyone's laughing. I don't have to address this. Did I do that? I might have. I don't know. And yep. I don't, and I, don't I, I don't feel like I, I no longer feel like I have the, the, the luxury to do that. I don't, not after all this, I just can't. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. The the thing about all of this and and the reflections that former Blizzard executives have made is that we can't change what happened, but we can change what we do from this point. We can, we can be more observant of our behaviors and those of of around us. We can change how we approach these situations because that is how this changes. Um, I made a tweet, after everything broke and my only statement to that was nothing changes if nothing changes. And this is how it has been. Nothing changes. We state the things that have happened. People get outraged and then the behavior perpetuates. But any woman can tell you in gaming that they probably get nervous about going into voice chat and having someone notice that they're a female voice. Um, It's been like that since I started playing with voice chat. (laughs) I still don't want to go on to voice chat. Because I don't want to call attention to myself. I just want to play the game. I just want to be treated just like the other people who are playing the game with you. And suddenly, I'm other if I speak up, if I say something. Mm-hmm. But the way that the way that this changes is by men helping us change it. Uh, this conversation, hopefully, to some people has changed some minds and raised some awareness and made people understand that that behavior that they may have done up to that point has not been good and that they can do some things to change it going forward. And it's, uh, it's, it's systematic. It's demonstrating it by action and what you're doing today with me right now, this is action that you're taking. Now it's not going to make much of a difference if nothing happens after this point and we sit here and we talk and then, nothing changes from your perspective of how you handle this stuff going forward. Sure. This and is a nice cathartic conversation, but at the end of the day, yeah. if there's no action on this, then what was the, what's the, what's the freaking point? And that's why I sent you that message in, in the beginning is just because I looked at it and said, what a missed opportunity that 
Scott has with this amazing platform that he has to demonstrate this behavior to people who just still don't yet understand how you can make it more equal to have those diverse voices next to yours equally. Um, And it's so important to show people how it's done because they follow your lead. You, as much as you don't want to hold on to that, you are an influencer (laughs) and you have impact in the words that you say. Um, And you can change minds and you can make a difference. So that is what I was hopeful to to bring forth is to say, I just don't see women on your shows and I don't see people of color on your shows. And I would love to see that. And I saw some other folks say the same thing, which was, which was heartening for me. Um, it certainly did not expect me. I did not expect to land here <laughs> to have this conversation alongside of you, but I had to ask like, you, 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 I'm, I, you know, I've said it before, but you made a you made a major difference in my thinking and over the last few days. Thank you. And Thank you. for me not to ask the person who helped me through this not to come on and talk about it would have been a crime upon a crime, and I would have felt I would have deserved to feel pretty bad about that. Um, See, I saw it completely different. I was just like, if you bring any woman on, I don't care. <laughs> like, I right? No, I know. Like, like I, I realized, that, and, and let me make this very clear: I never saw any of this as as her going, man, it'd be really cool if you'd have me on to talk. She, you were never like that. In fact, I was, no. <laughs> I was afraid to ask you because I didn't want you to think that I, you know, again, I'm fighting these assumptions. And I thought, well, if I'm really, if we're friends, right. If we really have this relationship that I value, then I should ask her because that's what I want to do. And mm-hmm. I want to really know if she wants to be on here to talk about this or not, not dance around it, not, yeah. Avoid uh, what I think are pratfalls or whatever. I just want to, let's just do it. Let's ask. And yeah, that was a, I mean, that may sound like nothing to people, but it was a big deal for me to do that. And I, and for, you know, some of you out there probably hate this conversation. I don't know. For, for those, for you, go away. I don't, we don't need you. But for everybody else, if this has any positive, I don't know, push for you, you know, can we all try to do this together? Cause that's the other thing. The other thing that won't change anything is if, you know, three white podcaster men start to start to to be more proactive. It's not going to be enough. We need more mm-hmm. of you. And yes. and I, you know, what, what, it doesn't mean everything needs to be fixed overnight, but start going like start doing it. And I, you know, I talk all the time about, oh, I was so worried when I had kids, my, my two little girls, I'm so worried about them all the time. Well, why? Mm-hmm. Well, because they're just treated different. Like I knew all this stuff as a parent. And I'm like, I dread the day when they're old enough to, you know, some jerk's going to try to take advantage of them. And will they be prepared? Will they know what to say? Will I be around to protect them? Or, or if I'm not, will they have the tools to protect themselves? Or will they have people around them that can help them? Or, you know, all these like existential worries I used to have about my daughters. I still have about them. And I, it's hard to say this, but I never once really thought about going beyond that and being a more fundamental agent of change for them Mm -hmm. and not just worry dad for them. I don't, it's hard to explain, but it's deeply personal. It's really personal for me because I love my kids and, and I, you know, one of them, I said this on the show and I'll say it here again. One of them kind of grew up with blizzard as this, as the example and to the degree that she ended up getting literally a degree in video game 
uh, science at the, or uh, sorry, a, a degree at the University of Utah in engineering for video games, um, specifically a video game degree. And that all came from that side, that inspiration, that thing of like, man, imagine working for a company like that one day. Yes. You know, and so now I'm sitting here going, oh, what was I? I mean, that was easy to say back in the heyday, but it turns out, I'm, I, according to the lawsuit, one of the years I thought was a heyday was a really, really bad weekend for a girl at BlizzCon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just one example. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm done talking the talk. The, 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 the walk is going to matter much more. And I would just say to people out there, if you're listening to this, have it start with how you behave online in, in the game. If you're still playing WoW, great, do it. You make your own decisions about what you want to do or what you don't. I'm not going to prescribe you quit or do anything like that. But maybe be that kind of agent of change within the game. When you hear those female voices on, on Discord, maybe, you know, watch out for the, the things that you might tend to do or what others do around you. Stand up for them when they need it. Be there. Be a real friend. Don't be a creepy weirdo. Like, stop being lame. <laughs> like, yeah. like, maybe you can do that. Now, I'm not saying all of you are that way. So those of you who are not that way, and you think that you were always carrying the banner, like I always thought I was, keep being good, all right? Be good at your core. Be the nice guy you portray yourselves to be. But just go just a little bit further and employ some of the stuff we've talked about today. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. I'm going to try really hard. I'm not going to be perfect. And if I blow it, I'm happy I have friends around me who will tell me, but you know, try to cultivate this because if we don't, you know, this could be the banner for everything else. I don't want to get too Pollyanna about this, but Mm -hmm. blizz, this blizzard mess could on the other end of it. If everybody does everything they can, uh, could be the banner for the rest of the world. It could change a lot of stuff. This could be the point of change that, that would change everything and the entire world would have to take notice uh, to what these, you know, what these Gen Z down to Gen or yeah, Gen Z up to generation X people figured out how to fix the freaking industry that they're in. If we could do that, imagine what that means for tech, for, for everything. It's not, it's not, doesn't just end there for a bunch of employees at the subway down the street. Like if we can be agents of change to, to that level and actually pull Mm -hmm. this off, I don't know, man. Like that feels like an important uh, footprint to leave before we get out of here. Absolutely. I would love to be um, part of that and not part of the <laughs> part of the problem. Yeah. And the thing that the, the closing thought that I would want to give to every man who is listening to this show right now is that women just want to be treated like people. We just want to be treated like a person just like you. We're not threats, we're not objects, we're not competition, we're not here to try to take away something from you. We're, we're as capable and as smart and as intelligent and, and funny and um, able to do all the things that you can do. And we're here. We're not going anywhere. So uh, it would be so much easier if it would be – I mean, a, a major change would be if I joined a voice chat and no one commented that I was a woman and I didn't have to put my guard up and I could just do my thing. Yeah. Just play my game. There's also a subtle thing that I do that I think others could maybe learn from that I'm going to try not to do so much. Uh, it's it's kind of goes to your tokenism stuff earlier. Yeah. But I know, uh, so this is an example and it's a mild one, but a few weeks ago we were doing an open phone thing on the morning stream, my morning show. 
And we do that sometimes. If there's no guest or something, we'll have an open show uh, or open phone thing. We call it call now. And we just encourage people mm-hmm. to call now and ask questions. And um, we put out a phone number, they call, we answer the calls. And uh, first caller was a dude. And then the next seven or something, I don't remember what the total was, seven or eight or something like that. And the next in a row were all women. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time going, and I think I even said it. I said, man, this is awesome. Look at all these women calling in. Now, I really believe and mean when I say that's awesome. Yeah. But do you see where I went wrong? Yeah. <laughs> where, where I'm, where <laughs> I I'm, the way I'm calling it out and the way I'm, the way I'm, um, you know, I, I'll admit to another one. A long time ago, I used to say this all the time. People were like, well, who would you want to have your best friend that you don't have right now? And I used to say that I wanted a gay, black, little person for a best friend. I remember. And they would that. say, why? And I'd say, because it's the most diverse human being I could ever know. And I need more diversity in my life. Now, again, I think these are coming from real places in me. Like, I really yeah. do desire those things. I really do want more diversity in my life. I do want this sort of thing. But it's so easy to make it this separate object, this not a, not of our kind kind of arrangement that it mm-hmm. seems so weird and new. Seven women called? What the heck's going on? You know, like if anything, I should have just quietly realized in my head, we have a nice, big, safe community where a lot of women feel comfortable. And I'm really happy about that. Right. And I could do more. You know, like th- those are the thoughts I should have, not can you believe how many women are calling today? Like it's a subtle thing. I know that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are going to you're going to think I'm, you know, splitting hairs. But but I really this 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 stuff, I will never thank Blizzard for this for this mess ever. But I might be glad one day that this mess acted as a catalyst for a bunch of change yeah. in, in me and without me. And and and, you know. I'm saying me a lot because I can't speak for all of you out there listening. But I can tell you, I think this is really important. And I can tell you that you can't just think it's important. You got to do more than that. You do. So let's try to do it together. All right. I'm down. Let's get our crap together and make this work. And I'm really glad you came on today. I am so thrilled that you that you kind of just got over the fear to ask. And I hope that that changes. I hope that there's more women, more persons of color, more people, diverse voices that join you going forward. I think it will make a world of difference to so many. And for those that are going to give you hate mail for even thinking about it, they weren't worth your time. Well, that I'm that I'm 100% confident in. And they can just <laughs> they can go do whatever they want. Just You don't even have to tell me you're leaving. Just go. Yeah. I don't want you in this community. This is not an airport. Yeah. You have to announce your departure. Yeah. And don't come at me saying, well, oh, you sure want diversity, but you don't want me. That's like saying that you don't like diversity. No, 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 no. Don't turn it on me. Go away. I don't need you here, dude. Um, all right. I think this has been really good. I want. I hope we get a bunch of feedback on this. I'll share that stuff with Jules so we can you Thank know, you. talk about this stuff in the future. And um, I don't know. Just see how you guys are doing. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And uh, and how you're doing now, I will warn you that this Friday, um, if you're like, man, I'm sure glad that we may not be talking a bunch more about this Blizzard stuff uh, <laughs> Two of my of my semi one of my semi regular co-hosts and my main regular co-host are coming back from vacations and uh, we're making time zones work so they can come on to and also have some additional discussion. I'm going to give them a lot of stage, less so me because I'm you know, I've kind of had my way. Um, with this stuff, at least the, at least the, you know, this initial coverage of everything. So watch for that. That's coming up on a new episode as well. Will we ever talk about video games again? Of course we will. 
Is this thing massive enough and connected enough to what we do that it's important that we take these moments? Absolutely, they are. So thank you for listening. Thanks for giving us a shot. And Jules, uh, you should tell people where to find you because I, you know, I love your, I love what you did, what you've been doing with the league stuff. And I don't think people uh, realize how rad that is. If you're still into into heroes at all, if you're playing heroes at all, it's, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Tell me people more about it, where they can find it. Yeah. So um, if you want to check out Heroes CCL, you can uh, follow the Twitter Heroes Heroes Hearth CCL. That's the league. Um, I am on Twitter at Jules RPG. I am also beyond just a gamer and a podcaster. I'm also a DJ. And <laughs> oh, I, lo- I meant to <laughs> say I- this. I love that you're freaking doing this. So I didn't even know about this uh, up till, I don't know, a month ago. Yeah. And I see a tweet or a, a, a live message or whatever on Twitch. I'm like, what is going on? Did she not tell everybody she's a DJ now or whatever? Went over there. I had so much fun watching that. You were doing some live thing at a park or something. And uh Yep, I I was uh playing live with a with a friend of mine in a park where it was really hot and it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. You got like turntables and all this stuff. It was so cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, by the way. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your plug, no. but that's such a cool thing. <laughs> So, so I do stream regularly of my DJ sets, which you can find, uh, just follow my Twitter. It's at Jules RPG. And, uh, I just want to say thank you again to Scott for being an awesome friend and an awesome community member and uh, for being willing to listen and uh, change your mind. Thank you. Yeah. And it's a lesson to those out there. If you have a friend who seems like they're being a little obtuse, uh, don't be afraid to tell them because if they're your real friend, they'll they'll get it. And uh, I appreciate you doing that for me. It's going to do it for us. You guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode. Send us your emails in the meantime, the morning or no, this that's for the morning show. What is this show? <laughs> the instance at gmail.com. That's the instance at gmail.com. We'll see you then.